And here we are for another Tuesday Night Live with Crowcast. Um, joining me tonight, I have next to me actually, which is a an honour that I can't even begin to describe, I have uh, Big Fella. How are you doing, mate? Good, Phoenix. Yourself? Not bad for an old fella. Just take your hand off my leg. Thank you. And okay. we have the return from the milk carton. Nikki, how are you going, Nikki? I'm doing all right. Excellent. We'll discuss fines momentarily. And <laughs> we have uh, the incomparable stats man, Danos, with us tonight. How are you going, mate? I'm good, thanks. But I think Scorpus is pretty good at that sort of stuff too. Yeah, well, I t- if you had to listen to Sunday Night Show, and I'm sure you did being an avid Crowcast listener, you couldn't have been anything but impressed by uh, the spreadsheet that I had out going through every stat imaginable. None of it made any sense, but it was good to have numbers. At least someone was keeping you company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. thanks. Sorry. <laughs> so, so Nikki, what, what do you think is uh, perhaps an appropriate um, recompense for uh, your non-show on Sunday night? To actually turn up and participate <laughs> next week might be a good idea. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. I reckon some sort of, we need to have some, we've got a moderator here. We need to have some sort of card system for the card. We, uh, we could give her a three-point warning for sure. <laughs> that would be my first one ever on the well, board. I probably still owe you one, Nikki, from when you gave me one. <laughs> you deserved it, though. Apparently, Swearfield for avoidance didn't realise that was the thing at the time. Yep, <laughs> still is. Mm-hmm. So tonight, in the absence of any uh, major interviews, um, we have a couple of Port Board members joining us a little bit later on. Uh, Chad Wingoat and someone else I can't remember. Uh, they were silly enough to put their hands up, so. Um, uh, we'll, we thank them for their participation. They'll be on in a little while to talk about the showdown a little bit. Um, and aside from that, really, we'll just have a, a bit of a rant about what happened last weekend and uh, a bit of news, Nikki, if there's any about. And then if we've got some time, we might actually throw Skype open. And uh, if there's people listening, don't be shy. Get on Skype. Uh, the username is BF Crowcast. Um, and give us a buzz and have a chat. Um, the more interactive we can be, the better. And obviously the chat uh, on Spreaker is open as well if you want to uh, get involved there. So, Nikki, what do you got for us? Anything happening in the world of AFL? I hate Collingwood. They really ruined my tips. Bastards. I'm always happy to see Collingwood uh, lose, Nikki. I think that's uh, that's very poor to hate them for, for losing so poor. Well, it's, it, it is actually quite um, bad with what Dane Swan's done, and apparently he will be out for the season. Um, but they were they were looking actually quite nice in the NAB Cup, and then we're watching our game, and you just see the the little um, comments, or not the comments, the score in the corner, and I'm going, I'm sorry, but sixty seven to nine, what the hell's going on there? So. Yeah, not happy with them. Just killed my tips. What do you, what do you think of their list? I mean, I, I tipped them as well, and I, I went through when I saw the score, and I was like, crap. And I just went through their team and looked at all the names, and I was like, you know what? I don't actually know if they've actually got a decent list. I well, think I they're not too Sydney bad. And I'm, I'm pretty happy with the result. <laughs> <laughs> I, I That was one of those I was in two minds, because if it was at ANZ Stadium, Collingwood has owned them there 
they haven't done well on the SCG, but I just kind of liked what I'd seen from them in the NAB Cup. They seem to be playing quite well, but I I think it really was the loss of Swan in that first quarter that just put them back for the – they just didn't recover. No, nah, he wasn't worth as many points as Collingwood lost by. No, I, I, but I think, I, I think that probably dropped him down a bit and then it just compounded from there. I think Sydney have got a, a massive advantage playing all the games at SCG now. Yeah, at AMZ Stadium. They, 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 if you need to know how to play that ground, and they obviously do, being their home ground, and if you can play it well, uh, you can dominate that ground pretty comfortably. I think. I was actually a bit surprised at how much they dominated the midfield. Um, I actually thought Collingwood would win, and I actually thought Collingwood would do all right this year. But one game, and uh, all that's gone to shit, basically. And having said shit, now I'm going to have to mark this cast as explicit. So that sucks. <laughs> Well done. Well done. So now we may as well say fuck as well. <laughs> Could I put my hand back on your leg? <laughs> oh, boys. As oh long as it's boys. only the microphone that you guys are sharing. Yeah, it's correct. <laughs> well, we are sharing a red as well. That's it. That's it. Oh, we're off to a good start already. Uh, Two boys, speaking... one cup. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I may disconnect here. Uh Nikki, well, you're telling you, some news. Well, in view of this, what did you guys think about Robbo deciding to out a random number that he seemed to pick and decide to hang it all on Collingwood in regarding the illegal drug use? Just looking for something to take the focus off Essendon, I think. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, somebody actually pointed that out, that every time like Essendon started to get really up and going, the big things... A story has dropped about drug drug use at Collingwood. Yeah, and funny how it was just Robbo. No one else wanted to go with that. Um, I'm sure that all the journos had word of that um, a fair way out. So, um... And the fact that he was told initially 23 players and then they went, oh, no, maybe six or seven. Oh, no, maybe 11. No, I think he then got told 13 and he decided to go with 11. Oh, <laughs> who's like, leaking just, it? Just make sure... Oh, he's got a source apparently. But he got absolutely hammered by um, Buckley and Scott. And I think they were quite right in how they had a go at him was that he missed the big story, which wasn't about the club. It was about the AFL because it was done as soon as the players have come back from the break. They are not allowed to contact the players. Um, And so it's all on the players in, in that particular instance and the AFL. Yeah, yeah. I heard Buckley's a little spiel on that, and I thought that was it was quite well spoken. Unfortunately, he's been quite well spoken for a lot of his coaching career. I'm not sure about his coaching yet, but he has spoke well. Um, what <laughs> he what has a, spoke well. He has spoken well. What? What? If, so, what has actually happened with with Robbo? I, I only heard the bits where Buckley was um, uh, saying how the clubs couldn't be involved over the off season, but I didn't really actually catch what Robbo's been caught out doing or insinuated that he's been caught out doing. Because he just came out and flat out stated it was Collingwood and yet it appears that there were I think quite a number of clubs and a lot of players that got done for having illegal substances which really doesn't surprise I think us at all and so why was it just on Collingwood that he focused um and also the the time that he leaked it and where was his respect regarding privacy yeah yeah Go on, big man. No, so that that yeah, that that was stuff was coming out um, when he first started 
uh, when the news first came to light, sort of last, last week. So I hadn't been following it today. I just caught the Buckley piece, but that's pretty poor, pretty poor effort. You would think you'll have to pay for that. I'd suggest. But you also remember he's the one who does the oh poorest into players, oh poorest into players. Oh, here's their names. He was the one to release the names of the players. Yeah, he's he's half cut half the time, right, Robo? <laughs> That's on a good day. Well, and you've got to wonder too, um, and it might be a bit left field, but with all the cuts that are going on at the age at the moment um, and in the print media in general, mm. you just wonder whether there's a bit of pressure on him to actually get a bit more controversial and um, go the tabloid route a little bit more. Um, certainly not endearing himself with the footy community, though, I wouldn't have thought. You give uh, Richie a call. Well... <laughs> Yeah, oh, good point. I think he he wants to be like pally pally and uh, good mates with them all, and this is really, really, really stuffed it up for him. And I don't think he can see it. He's not intelligent enough. How the hell he's managed to become the chief football writer for the Herald Sun is just an indictment on the quality that of journalism that's around. Really, that he's got that job. You get it by default, did he? Who else is who? They, who else have they got on their roster? Oh, I don't read the Herald Sun that often. Oh, yeah, well, John there we go. Ralph. <laughs> you'd be, uh, you'd be you'd yeah. pretty sad if you woke up and you didn't get the job in front of John Ralph, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did love the call when um, he was doing his little speech about, you know, who's going to get done or whatever, and he talked about Matt Crouch. as oh, yeah, he'll get rubbed out for two and it'll be dropped down to one. It's like, he didn't hit him in the head, dude. Oh, look. That got completely dropped and, you know, no case to answer. I was bloody furious when that when that happened and all they could talk about was how it was going to be um, uh, cited by the tribunal and then it was pointed out that it was um, reported on the spot. And I could see from the vision, from being live, he didn't go anywhere yeah. near his head. No. no. Wait took a dive because he knew that he was going to get a bloody free kick. Yeah. I, I don't mind the umpire reporting it, though. I mean, it happens pretty quick for the umpire. I don't, I don't mind stuff being reported. Yeah. He got rightly thrown out by the sounds of it, so it's good. It just seems that none of these journos actually spend more than about 10 minutes looking at anything before they write something down. Uh, there's no um, there's no depth in the journalism anymore at, at all. I, I, don't, I can't name a journalist that I enjoy reading. <laughs> even, even Caro, um, who's a little bit more thorough, um, she still gives me the shits half the time. Emma Quayle? Yeah. Only yeah, for draft maybe. stuff, though. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't mind some of her tippet reporting, to be honest, <clears throat> when all that was going down. I have to say, though, is this a, the indictment on the journalism, state of journalism, why we're all on a forum and why we rather would listen to opinions from other people like us? That's why the bloody Crowcast is going so well, Nikki. Because <laughs> we're so much better. We're apparently. so much better than 5AA and Stephen Ray. That's kind of a low bar to set. <laughs> I was I was I was trying to think really witty, really quickly what Rory would say, and I, I couldn't do it. Oh come I, on, I, fellas! I'm gonna I'm gonna take that as a as a positive. <laughs> oh god, we're doing well hanging to everybody. So <laughs> so back to the news then, Nikki. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else news there is around today. It was just mostly there's a little bit about the drugs stuff. There's some more Essendon stuff which has come out about what's possible. Um, if they had the thymodulin, which is what they said they took, um, mm-hmm. one of the researchers who works in that area has come out with a list of, okay, this is what you need to look out for. 
um, in terms of health issues and there's some pretty, you know, some serious stuff on that. And he's going it on the, the thymodulin and not the TB4 and TB4 is even more potent um, right. than thymodulin. So um, I think there's definitely a bit of a, a court case brewing. Um, Peter Jess is kind of angling for a compensation payout, which is what he does best. He's been pretty militant, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. Because Love at Murray's nothing to fall back on. In terms of a career, you mean? I haven't really paid yeah. attention. Okay. Yeah, because so he either, he's coached, so he can't coach. And his other job was actually working with Indigenous youth, but it's involving football coaching. He can't do that either. Oh, wow. Yep. So, yeah, he's in the pup. So you can okay. understand why. I heard some guy took four, got 43 possessions and took mark of the day yesterday. Is that, oh, is that news? Oh, they, yeah, that's a new Victoria, Victorian recruit. Yeah, but he still can't kick for goal. Oh, my God, they were hella, hella. That, that was funny. Yeah. Well, and it was, it's, it was it was in his first game of football ever, apparently. I know. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> Sounded like it. I, I actually thought it was funny he couldn't kick for goal. He used to do okay kicking for goal for us. It was the uh, the forward line entry that went to the deep right forward pocket. Yeah. Uh, which was predictable, but uh, never really hit anyone. Sort of hit the grass had, a lot. But I had to listen to the – I was listening to the um, radio while I was doing some other stuff during the day yesterday. And every time Dangerfield's name came up, Oh, probably every second time they commented on on how poor the kick was going into the fifty, and I just laughed. So they were complete opposite of Channel Seven call. Who would go? Oh, you know it's fabulous. It's like yeah, but he's just kicked it to space, or he's kicked it over the head of the bloke that's leading, yeah. or he's kicked it too short. Oh, look, it's a Dangerfield special. He, was, he's great, and he gets the ball. I was listening to uh, Anthony Anthony Hudson on SEN. And he's always been a good commentator. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, and this is very true, Frank from National Tiles. I can't do it well. Um, the good bloke broke his arm as Hawthorne is limping into the season. Maybe no top four this year. I think that might be likely. They looked lost without Roughhead. Yeah, they certainly struggled up forward, that's for sure. Um, Wayne's World on the boards was telling me today that Gunston plays full forward for the Hawthorne. Well, if that's all they've got, they're in trouble. Um, I think, so I think what was he doing in the back lines? I think I think they miss Hale more than they uh, realise. Yeah. Well. With Hale, Hale and Roughhead gave them some targets. Uh, that they've, they've lost both of those for the most of this season. Well, Hale's gone, but Roughhead will be back later maybe. But, um, yeah, I think, I think they're going to struggle without those guys. I do want to go back to Dangerfield, though. Having now seen our first game, and uh, seeing Dangerfield's first game, has anyone's opinion of how much we may or may not miss him changed? No. Nope. What was your previous opinion? <laughs> no. <laughs> My opinion hasn't changed, and that's that. <laughs> I, I, I think we will. I think we'll struggle. I think when, when the going got tough on the weekend, we, we did miss a bit of grunt at the coalface. Um, I think Brad Crouch had a, had a cobweb blowing out type of game and hopefully he did. Five, five rounds he'll be, he'll be better but um, it's going to be hard to replace Dangerfield's ability at the contest those handballs gets it out and gets us running or got us running now gets Geelong running um, we're going to miss that I, I didn't I haven't actually read the board um, either before or after the um, the game just haven't been haven't had the time to do it but um, my feeling is that in that game, 
I don't know whether he would have had much of a difference, made much of a difference to our result. We were running on empty at the end and just couldn't keep up with the kangaroos, who happened to be five years older than us by average, just about. I'll tell you what, though, Dan, is in the third quarter, um, one bloke really smashed us in the clearances, and that was Ben Cunnington from the Roos. Yeah, he did. And uh, we just didn't seem to have anyone that was able to match him. And I think having Dangerfield there, and I hate talking about what ifs when it comes to him, but... Having a player of his quality there would have just taken would allow would have allowed us to um, have them focused a little bit on what we were doing. Whereas mm. what I felt was that they were just doing their own thing. A couple of their setups, Daniel Wells was um, particularly early in in the last um, was just running free. Um, they didn't seem to really give a damn about what our midfield was doing. They were totally focused on their own setup, and maybe having danger there, regardless of his output. Uh, would have just um, forced them to go a little, little bit more defensive and, and not be so potent through the middle with Goldstein winning the ruck. I was actually hoping that Sloan would have stood up in Dangerfield's absence, but uh, I felt that he faded into the pack yeah, I and didn't have any impact on the game at all. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I think I think uh, he's got, done a bit of a David and Goliath with his hair, I think. He's, he's had it cut. And he's uh, a bit. Possibly. Yeah, he's, he's been poor um, all season so far this year, which yeah. is uh, not acceptable for what we know he can produce. The now, interesting thing, oh, go on. The interesting thing for me was because I'd been to the SANFL that day and was watching uh, team defense in action there, and as I'm sitting there and I'm watching the replay of, of live that night, and I'm going, oh, hang on, I've seen them playing that way already today. So it was really nice to see that our, game, our AFL game plan is being implemented in the SANFL and was quite effective. And there was a period in the second quarter where basically we kept North in our forward 50 for quite a couple of minutes. They could not get through that defensive press that we had going on. It just fell down and partway through the third quarter and then completely in the fourth. Yeah. Um, again... Uh, if you'd turned up on Sunday, you would have heard Hank and I discussing uh, a lack of, <clears throat> pardon me, a lack of midfield and forward line intensity. Our tackle numbers uh, through the midfield and, and forward 50 were horrendous. Um, and I think, you know, this whole debate about whether Hardigan should or shouldn't have played is probably fed into a little bit by the fact that up the ground, um, we, we just uh, allowed. North Melbourne, uh, too much uncontested ball uh, yeah. through the through from our forward line and transitioning into their forward line. It's one of the things that the uh, Crouch brothers don't have going for them, and that's their defensive efforts. They they can get a tackle if they're right there on the spot, but the the pressure is not there. And Matt's gotten better at that. I noticed that in the the West Coast NAB game. Um, he was he's a lot better than what I've seen him doing doing that previously. So I think that's being implemented slowly. For Brad, it was like he thought he was still playing SNFL at that speed. And the same with yeah. Atkins. That's he, why they got caught. Brad, Brad Brad seems to be a yard off his best pace. Um and I don't know if that's, you know, playing it gentle or if he's lost a yard or 
or he just needs a bit of time. But even, I think your, your point there, Nicky, about um, he felt he was still at SNFL level, his angles when he was chasing the tackle, given how far off the pace he was, he, he seemed to be running the wrong angles to, to put defensive pressure on, to me, a couple of times. And that so may the, just be the pace of the AFL versus the pace of the yeah, SNFL. because Gov talked about the, the step up from SNFL to AFL is a huge leap and it took him a little while to um, just kind of get a hold of that. I was quite pleased with his game um, and by the sounds <laughs> of it from Brownie's um, press conference that he had today where part of it he actually highlighted the defensive pressure up forward of how excellent Gov was. People are saying, oh, yeah, Gov's going to get dropped. I don't think he will. I think he'll he'll be in the team for a little while. I thought he played a really good game, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I've, I've never reconciled myself to the fact I think the same as our selection panel, but I, I would hope that they pay both uh, play both Gov and um, Millera until they need a rest. They just they just offer they offer the side something going forward that we just need to get games into them. How's the contested marking from the pair of them? That that one from Miller oh, running yeah, back was with, and then he and then he just takes off. So yeah. I'm free. I'm gone. He, he needed and, obviously to get more involved. Sorry, Dennis. Um, but what he did was excellent. Uh, and same with Mitch. And you know, uh, um, the thing I liked about McGovern in the last quarter, even though he missed those shots at goals, he was in the right spot. Yeah. Um, he knows uh, how to do that. You know, another another ten fifteen games. He's he's slot size without any dramas, and the fact that he's got good instincts and he's he's I love his aggression. Um, and I'll tell you what, there's a few up forward Tex and Jenkins and all that that could uh, learn a bit about defensive pressure from the first gamer. You know, which is disappointing, really. And he didn't lower his head. He didn't stop trying, and he <laughs> kept getting himself into those good positions. Now, did anybody see Jeremy McGovern's post that he put up on Instagram congratulating his brother on making? No. No. Oh, oh my god! He put up a picture of Mitch when he was very young, sitting on the potty, and then the, the photo nice. also included the aftershot of the tiny, tiny, tiny little poo that he did on there. So he said, "From oh, your first poo terrible. to your first game, I've been here all the way." <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy. Oh, you bastard of a brother. You wouldn't be more happy with that. <laughs> I, I think there's some very um, a lot of ribbing that goes on between the pair of them. Absolutely. So that was quite amusing. So, Nikki, you said you saw the SNFL game. Um, yes. Who is looking ready to come back in if we were to make changes to the AFL side? Um, I differ from I'm trying to remember who it was on the board who thought Hardigan had a crap game. I actually thought Hardigan had a really good game and he was doing something I haven't seen him do very often, which is leave strategically leave his man to be that secondary to to or the third man up to come in to punch spoil. He was anticipating that really well. Um he was doing his normal little dummy spits when he was giving away a free, which I love. It's very Bassett like. Um Knight's well, gonna be I've... an interesting one. I've never seen anyone get close to Bassett. You can't. You can't be telling no. me. You can't be telling me Harding's got Bassett covered. Actually, Loudon, I reckon, got, had a really. Good, he put his foot up directly and whacked the opposition ruckman in the chest with his foot to block him from the ball. And he's like, "The umpire, what was that for?" Um, yeah, Luke, <laughs> that one round, was definitely a free round, roundhouse <laughs> kicks. That's what yeah, that was for. it was. It was kind of funny. Um, 
Probably not. So Greg, Greg uh, Gore and Charlie all had six or seven tackles each. Do you reckon they'd come in handy? <sighs> Charlie, no. He did really good pressure acts, but his he was just that little bit off. Um, I think he needs at least another one or two games just to, to get up to the speed because we know that he looked at just that little bit off. Nida was off a little bit in the first half. He was still kind of getting the ball, but he wasn't as clean and as sure as we know. But in the second half, he he really um, sort of blew away with that. Greg was well, a little the, bit in and out, but it was a normal Greg game. Going back, to Knight, going back to Knight, he yep. had 14 marks. Yeah, he did. And kicked one goal four. He kept bloody missing ones he shouldn't have. And Ricky Henderson had three behinds. Oh, now, Hendo. Um, I was at the footy with some friends and his first two kicks basically had somebody that I go to the football with just going, who's this new recruit wearing number 45 that's kicking low and hard and direct into our forward lines? I don't believe you. Oh, a completely new player, it looked like. No. Nah. Not oh, yes. convinced. He then went back to a few little jolly <coughs> kicks in the second half, but the first half was like, holy hell, the boy can actually kick the ball properly. That's not a surprise, though. He knows always been able to kick. It's just been his abilities as a natural footballer to wear the, to cop the physical stuff that's been in question, surely. And he was willing to do that. <laughs> Westies, Westies were going after us. I think that was the only way. Um, they could really try because they had, I think they had six players out, poor pleasure, and we'd taken their best player as well. Um, yeah. I think the most amusing thing for me was one of the West Sea supporters behind me just yell, yelling out, um, calling the Crows players AFL rejects. It's like, well, they're not rejects, they're actually on the AFL list. And the only AFL reject out there would be the West Adelaide captain and Chris Schmick because he's no longer on an AFL list. So, yeah. Brain's not their greatest strength when they're trying to insult a team that's absolutely smashing theirs. Go easy, I'm a Westie supporter. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, Greenwood was interesting to watch. Uh, a mm. little bit off the pace, but instinctively knows where to go. He's He's got that great anticipation that you can't quite teach. He was kind of getting there, but just that little bit late. But you could see he started to pick it up, um, the yeah. pace through the game. Um, Deer was... was- Deer playing good. How was Cam? Um, could use his body a little bit more. Uh, was getting some dodgy handballs from teammates, which didn't help his didn't help him unfortunately. But he was he was probably our main mid, I would say. It's very interesting the SNFL highlights um, that they've put up on the website. Gore didn't get any of the highlights yet. You see him in a couple of them. That it's his little instinctive, smart football brain that led to us getting goals or, or getting the ball free. Um, there was a little tap that he did. I don't think it's on the the highlights, um, which was great. But the one I really enjoyed watching was Menzel. That kid's got it. And got some what? of his oh, some of his passing in Disease. traffic oh. <laughs> was. You know how we've talked about the. Um, couple of those Malera kicks, Malera kicks that we've seen that have been uh, very nice. Menzel's are better. Frank Walker's asking about Sam Shaw. How did he go? He went well. Uh, did a nice little uh, bit of physical 
hip and shoulder on one of the Westies players after I think they'd roughed up Menzel a little bit and he was a bit slow to get up. But, yeah, Shaw took care of uh, one of the Westies players. How, uh, how's his, how's his, how was his kicking, Nicky? I mean, good. I think Sam, Sam Shaw's got everything to offer us defensively. Um, good. Play tall, nice play long small, kicks. fast. You know, when he was playing in the team back in 2012, he led the team one percenters. But yeah. his kick, kicking was the question for me. I've, I've said after watching him in the SNFL last year and again here, um, that huge chunk of bone that we took off of his hamstring has fixed his, fixed his kicking. They're, it's good. It's good to hear. All right. Now, to round off our little discussion before we get the Port Boys on, um, I just want a show of hands, uh, radio hands. Um, <laughs> Nathan frickin' Van Berlo, in or out? Out. He did that nice pass to Jacobs. Oh, Everybody Nikki, forgets come that. On. But, uh, but Jesus. I agree have, with how, you. How many hands can I use, Finn? Excuse me. Can I finish? I uh, agree no. with you. I think he should be out. <laughs> oh, my God. He played badly. He did one good thing. It no, resulted he didn't. in a goal. No, it was a mistake. Hey, no, that pass was nice. Yeah, but he didn't mean to kick it there. Yes, he did. I'm so, not sorry, I'm just I'm just reading off the uh, this, the uh, the live chat now. Out, out. <laughs> yeah, funny how that's from gone. <laughs> what about you, Danos? Yeah, look. Um... Oh, don't give me stats. Come on, fire up. <laughs> I wasn't going to give you no, any give stats. Me, no, give me stats. He, he's got nothing. Surely the guy had a whole year to come back from his uh, his tragic sled accident, and uh, he just unfortunately. I don't ever think he, he had much to offer us after he uh, stopped going where Angels feared to tread when he started those back problems. He, he just he's not a good enough player to not play all out helter skelter. Had to pull it back, and he's he's got nothing to offer us. I don't think anymore. He must be a fucking good leader. That's all I can say. Oh, look, I don't know. <laughs> I hold it back, Scorpus. He was shit, apparently, according to Scorpus. I, I can't. Um... I can't even defend him at all. Indefensible. Nine possessions. Um, I don't know. Three hundred and forty-eight clangers. Um, <laughs> minus seventeen. I think you made percenters. that one up. <laughs> it was just shit. Well, we'll see the integrity of the uh, selection committee when the next team comes out on Thursday. Yeah, I'm just trying to think who from the SNFL, though, is pressuring for that spot. And Knight's more what forward. <laughs> you want, what, what, where was he playing? Line. He wasn't playing halfback, was he? Um, halfback midfield. Who was on uh, Harvey when, they, when he kicked his couple of goals in a row there real quick? Oh, probably Brown, knowing how well he went that game. It was Brown, yeah. Yeah, that's stinker. He got ripped apart. All right, so the consensus is VB out. I'm happy with that. Um, who, who, comes in, who comes in, Nikki? If well, our dreams uh, come true, and they won't, that, but if they do. That's the thing is the person I would probably put up is Knight, which means you jiggle um, it around a little bit. I don't McGovern, think it's that hard, hard to do, nah, to be honest. Nah, yeah, if, if, if we're McGovern talking half, you can put back. Cheney it, can play his role, as somebody else pointed sh- out. Surely Henderson comes in for him. Does Hendo need another game? Don't know. I reckon he's Hardigan had, comes had... in for VB and we push Lever yeah. and or Cheney out. Cheney out. That's a possibility too. Yeah. Yeah. And a Cheney. 
I don't get out of my house. You don't like Cheney? See, folks. <laughs> you <laughs> wash right. your mouth out with soap, big fella. <laughs> anyway, um, all right, we've pretty much done that to death. We've got a couple of port boys on the uh, on the line here, so um, we'll patch them in and uh, give <laughs> oh, them some bastards. shit for a while. We have uh, Chad Wingate and um, what was the other? What's the other name? Uh, something Medallion. I can't remember. How are you guys? Hey, oh, that's a bit quiet. Can you hear us all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait, can you hear me? Yeah. Yep, Who's we that? got you. This is, uh, my name's actually Awesome Dal 14 because my name's Dallas, but oh, you can call you me Medallion or whatever. And uh, Chad Wingo is the other one. I'm calling him Guy. Yep, can you hear me all right? Yeah, got you. How you going? See the one with the Good, thank giving, you. How are you? See the one with Hoff giving a finger uh, avatar there. Yeah, it's not a Thanks. very welcoming avatar, <laughs> no. really, to come onto the crowcast with Hoff giving the finger. Since when was Hoff tough enough to give someone the finger? <laughs> talking now, to me? I promised these boys that we wouldn't give them shit tonight. <laughs> yes, mate, I was talking to you. That's your, that, that's your avatar, right? Pro- promised them Mine's that we wouldn't give them shit. But anyway. I, I probably lied, so um, fire away. Guys, um, first of all, before we get into the showdown, you guys would have been uh, a bit relieved to get over the Saints on the weekend? Yeah, uh, it wasn't a pretty game by any stretch, but, you know, just getting the win is good enough, I guess. I, I we basically play one good quarter of footy and one, so I'm kind of happy with that. Yeah. I'm also disappointed. I, so uh, it's mixed feelings. I, I haven't seen your game, but my brother said he saw it, guys. He said it was pretty frenetic, even more frenetic than, than the Crows game. And uh, I was watching it on the uh, on the AFL app when I was stuck out in the bush uh, over Easter. And um, I saw you guys were was a level pegging you early in the fourth and then kicked away. So is your run back? Are you guys, are you guys back running over top of sides again? Yeah, hopefully. With the... judge. I'd like to say yes, but it, it, I mean, we had we lost White early on in five minutes in the first quarter, which meant our rotations yeah. were limited. Uh, but St Kilda also had a limited preseason because they had their last NAB Challenge game cancelled, so they weren't yeah. fully fit heading into the game. So it's kind of hard to judge and gauge based on one game. But I'd like to say yes. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you'd seen Saints, I, 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 yeah, the Saints last NAB came. Yeah, the Saints last NAB cap game wasn't um it was the one in between the second one that was cancelled and they ran out of legs in that last nab cup game so when i was watching your game i was thinking are they going to be able to keep this pace up and it just yeah you're right they kind of died in that last quarter they didn't have the run they they're not as fit as other afl sides who have had the better preparation and it's also interesting to, interesting to note, sorry, that the style of game that they played against us in the first three quarters was quite taxing with their counter-attack yeah. spring-style play on the counter. So it, it obviously taxed them as, uh, even more so, which gave us the advantage going into the, into the home stretch. So how did they go in terms of the uh, uh, rotations? Did they come up against a, a wall halfway through the last quarter or...? I think both teams used up all 90 with about five minutes left in the game. So, Yeah, right. I, I don't know. They, they seem quite tired by the end of it, the Saints, that is. What, what, yes. do, you think of, what do you think of Boki's role, guys? I heard, I heard a bit on the, the radio on the way home. 
um, that, that he was playing off more of a half-forward flank, high half-forward role rather than through the midfield. And has he got a groin? Well, he should uh, have one. Legs don't get attached to uh, <laughs> I Well, he, he went out and kicked the first goal of the game, you know, made a good run into the into the forward 50. Westhoff just picked him off and he slotted it easy for the first goal. So we thought he was going to have a good game, but um, he kind of just dropped off after that, didn't really notice him too much. He, he just seemed to be, you know, popping up in little places, but he didn't seem to have a massive impact on the game. So it was pretty hard to judge uh, from my point of view. I think he had 13 touches in the game, which is pretty poor by his stand. It's probably yeah. his worst game in Port Colours. Uh, most of which were handballs because he couldn't really kick the ball, which is which he suspects is a groin. Um, he took yeah. a mark about 40, 45 metres out in the last quarter directly in front of goal. And uh, instead of taking the shot, he tried to chip it in 20 metres in, in, into the forward 50 and yeah, went for a two-goal turnaround back the other way, which is kind of annoying. Um, so I, I don't know. He obviously played out forward because he wasn't fully fit, most likely. I don't know yeah. how he'll go if he'll be playing. He most likely will, but you know it could be a shock omission last minute if anything is bad. Because we do oh, have a, a pretty, pretty strong tolerance regarding that. We don't like to play players too much through injury. Well, well, Polak <laughs> begs to differ because um, that wasn't good. He was being played through injury, so not quite right. Well, there. Didn't know about it during the time, but. Yeah, um, I was just interested though. What was what was the crowd numbers? Because I never actually saw or heard what the crowd was. Because it actually looked like a decent crowd. Forty-three thousand. That's pretty good. Very good for Easter Sunday. Yeah, I think because it was that it was that later game which kind of helped. Mm. You could be right there. How you guys feel about the showdown this weekend? Not confident. That's a shame. Um, it, it could go either way, really. I think it's, it's interesting because a lot of the experts in the media, experts in, in comms, of course, um, have have the Crows, uh, their favourites, and the bookies have Port as their favourites. So it's kind of split down the middle, isn't it? Um, I, I don't know. It could go either way, really. So is that oh, like a typical yeah, showdown? Never... We've got no idea what's going to happen until they both teams turn up? <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty much. in the season to tell what's going to happen and, and who's where in the pecking order. Yeah, it's true. That's true. I, I'm actually, uh, unlike some Adelaide supporters on the uh, on the big footy boards, I'm, I'm actually wasn't too upset about our performance on Saturday night against the Roos. I think the Roos are quite a good side. Um, I thought they, they've got a tall forward line that, that exposed us a little bit defensively. Uh, and we made a lot of errors that... Um, if we can iron them out, we, we come away with the win. So I was actually not too displeased. I think I think we're certainly good enough, um, was what I took away from Saturday night. We just got to iron out a few creases. So I'm, I'm going in with a little bit of confidence to the showdown, to be honest. I think JJ might have a bit of fun. If you look at, if, if you'd seen the game, St Kilda were getting over the back a lot of, of your defence. And yeah, I actually think JJ... Yeah, I think JJ's a bit smarter than some of those um, St Kilda players, and he does that that dropping back quite well, and he's quick. I think he might cause a few nightmares. Yeah, well, certainly if we don't uh, tidy up our defensive structure, 
players like obviously Josh Jenkins and I'm more scared about Eddie Betts just getting around out the back and just tearing us up. Well, how did Impey play? He only had five touches, so is he was he just locking down hard or was he ever a rough game? Really good. His tackling <laughs> quote is pretty solid, I thought. I was actually impressed with it, in all honesty. Yeah, I, I thought so. he was pretty solid. Solid without starring. Offensively, so he, was... he was average, but defensively, he was good. Yeah. Yeah, so who was he manned up on the Saints forward line? Billings? Billings, I think it was. The top five draft pick, whoever it was, for the Saints. <laughs> oh, Froggy's just been very I naughty in it. the chat. I like it, though, Nicky, say it. Uh, Froggy has suggested that we should just play Menzel just so Port can see the real wind guard. That's naughty. Yeah, sure, mate. Who, uh, I'd like who, to see it. Who, Nikki, who do you who do you reckon will play in wind guard? Brown's Brown's had him before, yeah, and done quite well. But Brown has to pull his finger out after his performance last week. I think I think, I think defensively we we were not settled or well organised for about a half of football uh, for me Saturday night. Um, I think I think. Uh, I think Hardigan not being there, we were trying to switch around and get good matchups rather than having easy matchups. Uh, and I think I think ball got over the back a bit easy, a bit like Port with Saints. Um, and uh, I hope we come into that game on on the weekend against Port with a much better organised defence from the get go, rather than trying to feel our way through the game, which I felt we did a bit in the first half against North. Because the other thing is Hickey absolutely monstered lot. <laughs> Lobby, so Source yeah. kind of got um, Golson got on top of Source towards the end, and often when he has that little bad patch, the next game he just plays an absolute blinder. But Lobie's also quite renowned for getting up for showdown. So, how do you guys think that that little encounter is going to go? Um, I don't think he was that bad against Siki, especially in comparison to his uh, his nab games where he was just awful. Uh, to an extent, his game's live, but he does get uh, good tackle numbers, and he gets uh, he wins the hard ball a bit. That might give us the edge, especially um, if you know Boke ends up going out and with midfield, you know, no crows. Of course, that might give a bit of an edge, but politically, very average. Oh, yeah. it, it, it could be a lot of could hopefully be bright. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, we're back now, so uh, please continue. So I think I think we were talking about how uh, Source Source might be a bit angry and disappointed with his performance last Saturday and uh, fire up against Loby. And uh, my, my personal opinion is um, Source is much better ruckman than Loby, although Loby Loby's a good contester. Um, who from the Port game guys is going to be a bit angry and out to prove a point this weekend in the showdown? Uh, hopefully. I reckon the defence as a unit kind of needs to lift a little bit. I don't think Hinckley or the defensive coaches will be happy with all the over-the-top goals uh, that we conceded. But I also reckon um, if he doesn't get dropped, Brendan Archie had a pretty poor game considering, you know, he's finally cemented his place into the starting 22. He should be, you know, performing a little bit better. And considering he can, you know, he can take a good hanger, he can kick a good goal, he needs to really get up for this one, hopefully. Agreed with Archie. He had a, he had a shocker last weekend. Ollie Wines was also quite rather quiet until the third slash fourth quarter when we burst away. 
Uh, Pollock was another one that kind of grew into the game, but was rather poor in the first three quarters or so. Uh, I, I kind of disagree with the defense. I thought our defense 1v1 or in their individual matchups were pretty solid. I think there was really many, many opportunities when they actually beat 1v1. It was more so our forward press, which is the start of the game plan that we're, we're obviously implementing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair enough. It was failing and they were getting opportunities, usually from turnovers, and they were getting over the top goals, which our defenders weren't really able to do much about, unfortunately, so, to how their do you, how dismay. Do you guys, how, do you, how do you think you guys will match up against uh, Tex and Jenkins? Who will be, uh, who's who's going to go to who? Uh, I think we'll, we might play a bit of rotation. Obviously, I think Carlisle is still one of uh, the best kind of 1v1 uh, kind of what do you call it? Tall for uh, tall, sorry, defenders in the competition. So I'd match him up on Tex, but you know we've also got Trengrove who can play tall, and he's probably not as mobile as Carlisle. So we might see Carlisle play on uh, Jenkins a little bit, and obviously Homsch can also play tall. And I'm a big fan of Homsch, so uh, I think we can. We've got enough players to handle them, but I think we'll see a lot of you know changing in between the the defenders and playing different matchups throughout the night. I hope you guys play uh, Carlisle on Jenkins. I reckon he will tear him apart, uh, running back to goal. Yeah, well, that's I'd probably put Homsch on Jenkins, to be honest. Homsch moves a lot better than uh, Trengrove and Carlisle. But you guys have got some pretty who's good on Lynch? Uh, forwards at the moment. I just hope we can, we can uh, contain him. Because Lynch is so much more mobile as well. So who goes on him? If he played like he did, well, like Nicky, it won't matter. Trengo and Jones all play tall, who are pretty mobile, and then there's Carlisle, who's pretty slow. It's more who Carlisle goes to and the other three kind of find who they want to go to, obviously, and then one plays to spare, or any other drifters that go forward, obviously, like Jacobs, if he, if he drifts forward. Um, yeah. I, I kind of have to say Carlisle goes to Tex almost by default because you can't really give yeah. him the Jenkins or, or Lynch. Um Homsch could shut Lynch out of the game completely, most likely, because he's, he's probably our best tall defender, Homsch. Yeah. And Trengo for Jonas, too. Trengo for the Heights. I don't know. Who was spelling um, uh, Lobie in the ruck, guys, when, when Lobie had a rest? Uh, saw a bit of Trengrove, I think, and I reckon he... I like him when he pinch hits in the ruck, oh. so... Uh, Trengrove sometimes west off, so... I reckon Trengrove's yeah. won your games, pinch hitting in the ruck. Last quarter, pinch hitting in the ruck, I've seen Trengrove win a few games for you guys, I reckon. He, he actually worries me a bit yeah, yeah. coming to that last quarter if he, if he goes into the ruck. Yeah, he does give us uh, another option there, and I think his, his tap work, his kind of his drive in the ruck, is, he's got a bit more to offer than Lobi, but of course he doesn't really get get down to ground level and win that, that hard stuff. So, But I'd be happy to see him you know, come in for the last quarter if things are a bit tight and the game needs opening up. Yeah, Dixon, Dixon in 2013, the 2014. Uh, didn't notice him there. So I think he just played the majority forward because um, Loby was you know, taking the main hulk of the ruck and I saw Trengrove in there a bit, but I didn't really notice us use Dixon at all in the ruck. So not sure if we'll... Change that up this week. I don't no, think he didn't he play even, ruck once. Yeah, I don't think even up forward he didn't do any of the rucking. Yeah, he just 
he played. He was very mobile. I thought uh, against St Kilda, he did uh, a lot of almost. He kind of roved his own ball a lot. He went to ground a lot, which is a bit disappointing. But um, uh, I thought, you know, he probably won't be uh, doing the ruck in the forward if he didn't do it for the St Kilda game. I don't think they'll swap it up or change something different in the showdown. I was going to say in our 2013 and 2014 setup, we had Loiby solo ruck. And he'd just try and wear down the opposition roughly in the first three quarters. And in the fourth quarter, we'd have Trengo and Westy kind of. Yeah, yeah. Quarter uh, when the ruffin was, opposition roughman was tired. Yeah. Uh, and leave Loby up to try and take a mark, which is kind of rare for him because he takes one or two a game. Um, yeah. Which is poor, but anyway. Um, I think we're trying to revert back to that system for this year. I, I didn't really know too much of Trengo. So, Nicky, who, who do you think will we'll, we'll send to Summer Ports better players? Who, who's going to go to Gray? Who's going to go to Dixon? Who's going to go to Hartlett? Who's going to go to Wingard? See, Gray, I think, is he's the one you've got to stop up forward. Um, I'm actually more inclined possibly to put Brown on him. So who goes to Wingard? Whether that's Laird or Smith. I think Laird's I better. Laird yeah, goes, I, I think, think. Laird is better defensively than Smith. So Laird to Wingard? I reckon that's if, if you're putting um, Brown on Gray. Oh, great. Yeah, I, I guess for me it'll... it'll I mean, I, I still have nightmares a bit. Um, thinking of Robbie Gray turning Rory Lead inside out a few years back, but Leedy's come on a lot since then, um, matured a lot as a player. Um, we got Froggy saying Lead on Gray all day. What? So uh, look, I think that's that's probably a good good option. Um, I, I'd, I'd be inclined to play Leedy Browning on the one closest to goal, depending on how they match up. Is is Leedy better uh, overhead though? Uh, Chad takes a few grabs. I don't know whether Brown can go with him overhead. Yeah, that's a good call, Phoenix. Laird is good at the punch. That, I almost think that Lever could be a good matchup for Wingard. <clears throat> yeah, well, certainly if we bring Hardigan in, that's a, a pretty good call, Danos. Um, if if we're looking for Lever to go with, say, a Westoff, then obviously uh, we're a bit short then. But Channel, uh, cert- Ikayu, stop typing uh, so loud. I'd... Uh, I'd, I'd I love um, Lever. We all love the snake. Um, I still think he's very much drawn to the contest. I think a couple of times against North Melbourne, he got caught out uh, being drawn to the contest and, and some of the smaller players he might have been looking at uh, got away from him. I'd, I'd be a bit concerned if we had Lever on uh, Wingard. It'd be, be great to see it. be great learning opportunity for him. I think he'd have to learn to stay at home on his man a bit more than uh, get drawn to the contest, though. It's his natural instinct to just attack. Absolutely. Well, guys, uh, last last word from our port uh, guests. What's your call, guys? Uh, final final word. Who's going to win? I'm going to say, oh, I can never tip against port, but I'm not confident. So I'll go with a I'll go with a draw. I reckon. Just keep it interesting. And the medal? 
Uh, Robbie Gray. I've, I've got him for the Brownlow. I reckon he'll he'll pull out another another best on ground performance to to bring the medal. Just in uh, just past Rory Sloan, I reckon. And Jeez. also Jeez, for Sunday, Rory comes on like that. SANFL <laughs> showdown. <clears throat> Uh, I reckon, isn't that up in uh, Manham? Manham, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's up in Manham. Yeah, I'll probably, I don't know, depends like who comes in and out really. Like, uh, obviously White is out for for Port, so whoever comes out for him, I think it will most likely be one of Young, Tumpus or Amon, and they're three of the best players in the Magpies, so... um, I don't know. I kind of reckon whoever wins the AFL one is is most likely to lose the uh, the SNFL one. Well, our SNFL side has three top up players, and that's it. And it's probably going to drop down to two because uh, Dode is going to be. Um, we've, we've got what we've got basically the shortest uh, injury list in the <laughs> AFL. So our SNFL team is mostly made up of AFL players. Yeah, that is a that's a good shout. So I'd probably say the Crows are our favourites for that, but yeah, never know. Well, you guys won in the SNFL quite a couple last weekend, and oh, we smashed them. Were, were pretty. I don't want to say poor, but we we converted our chances. We didn't really have too many of them against Nord. Yeah, I'd have to say you'd probably win that one. All right, guys. Well, thanks very much for joining us. Um, it's always good to have uh, the opposition on board, especially during a showdown. And uh, I really appreciate, well, we really appreciate you giving up your time uh, to give us an insight from uh, the other side of the fence. So um, good luck for round three, as someone said to me on your boards this afternoon. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, good luck for the season. And I... Uh, Hopefully, we might see you at some stage in the finals. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. Another dream final. We can Thanks only hope. Yeah, we like that dream <laughs> final. Uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks, you too. Thanks. All right, so uh, uh, good of uh, Chad Wingoat and um, I forget. Medallion. Yeah, him. Yeah, Medallion. Medallion, uh, for joining us. Um, it is great to have um, guys from the other side of the fence on, um, and they gave us some good insight into what they're thinking over there. So uh, um, we wish them all the best for every other game apart from ours. Um, final thoughts from us on the showdown, guys? I feel confident. I think we're going to go a clean sweep for the weekend. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm quietly confident. I, I think the signs we showed against North, I think North are a decent side. I think I think they'll probably finish top top four this year, given how Frio are going. Um, and and we should have won the game had it not been for some uh, silly errors and I guess still, still still finding our feet. Oh, text missing goals. Yeah, I mean text and Eddie won't won't, <sighs> won't have that goal out. But calm down, Nicky. Goodness. So I'm actually I'm actually quite confident. I, I think I think we'll win the showdown and uh, could really give us stuff about this NFL game to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> I like seeing our young guys do well. Big fella's starting to undress here in my room, by the way. I've given him too much red wine. <laughs> oh, how's he going to get home? <laughs> I don't know. He probably won't need to, Nikki. <laughs> no, I think he's sleeping over. <laughs> Now, uh, oh, here's have... interesting from from Ben <laughs> Treeman. Uh, how could we be confident it's a showdown? It's like, well, I watched Port and I watched us. That's how yeah, I'm that's confident. Good point, though. They're always fifty fifty. Oh, you can never be yeah, really they confident. are. Oh, look, I think it'll be a close game. I, I, I'm just, I, I guess, when I say I'm confident, I'm, I'm actually confident we're playing reasonable football. I'm I'm confident that we've we haven't really missed too much of a beat with with Pikey coming in and having to take over from Walshie uh, and Camperelli. Um So I'm actually pretty optimistic that we're good enough this year to play finals again and, and hopefully win a couple. Um, so whether that translates to win this weekend or not, you know, I I think it will because I want to be optimistic. But um, I'm just happy we're playing good footy. On Pikey, it was interesting, three-quarter time when they came back, it looked like he was standing with the defensive group and there was yep. fingers being pointed and it looked like some stern yep. words were occurring. I remember that. And yet Talia's conference um, yesterday, he actually said how calm Pikey was and how they really appreciate that. And even in the aftermatch, he was very calm as well. <clears throat> So that's kind of a, an interesting little insight. I don't know whether he would have been quite as calm um, behind closed doors. I don't think he would have been terribly impressed um, no. with um, our, our forward line. I, I, You know, I'm not that confident about the showdown, to be honest. I, I was worried that we weren't able to slow the game down at any point against uh, North Melbourne. Um, and I was worried by the body language and general... Um, just uh, the approach of some of our forwards. Uh, JJ aside, I, just, I, I said it on Sunday night, I just felt like the forwards played like millionaires and I'd like to see a lift um, from the Texan, even though his numbers don't look that bad. When you actually watch the replay, um, he didn't have a huge influence on the game and there were some key moments when um, I, I felt that he let us down. So... I really think that in order for us to win, we need a big lift from our forward, forward half. Lynch was sat on, though, very much so, and it'd be interesting if Port tried to take him out as well. Yeah, but, you know, that's that's the thing. You need to have a plan B. You need to have an alternative. Oh, yeah. And I, I felt but is like that we McGovern? played with... Yeah, well, I mean, he's the guy, but whether they've trained for that or not is the thing. I... The fact that, that we were very um, plan A oriented all night um, and we didn't have... Um, and, you know, we've seen through the NAB Cup that we've had the ability to change game styles mid-game. So I don't know why, why yeah. that wasn't called during the game. What, um, do, do you think North's a good side, Phoenix? No, I don't rate them. Yeah, OK. So that, I mean, that, that would maybe explain your perspective there a bit because I, I, I think they're a decent side and I think... Had Tex kicked straight, had Eddie kicked that one running into goal, had uh, Maddie and Brad Crouch not given away a few 50s. And I, I actually still... And Land and Tomo. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I I thought we were good enough to win that game. We were we were capable of winning the game. I, I, I'm a bit reluctant to say we were the better side, 
Um, but I certainly think we can be the better side. Um, and I mean that, that that forward line that you're talking about had both McGovern and Miller rolling through it. Both first game players. It wasn't like that. You know, we had an established half forward line that was really uh, ready to rock and roll like we had last year. Knight, Knight in the final had established himself. Um, Charlie Cameron had established himself, and they gave us extra options. Um, I, I'm pretty confident we can turn that around in the next few weeks and, and, and start to play some really good football through that forward line. Now, for those of us uh, listening who are Big Footy Board members, we've got a bit of a celebrity who's decided to call in, which is really great. Uh, Froggy, welcome aboard, mate. How are you going? G'day, guys. And girls. He does sound like he's coming from a blender. Oh, I've got some uh, Bluetooth headphones, so they may be, maybe not the clearest. Are you coming through well, well mate? <laughs> yeah, that's better. That's so, good. <laughs> so, mate, what's your quick uh, five-minute uh, dissection of the uh, North Melbourne game? Five minutes? Five seconds. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, uh, I was sort of working at the time, so I was glancing over probably every couple of minutes, so I haven't actually watched the, the game in full. I, I struggle to um, rewatch a game where we where we lose, unfortunately. Sure. Fair enough then. Danny or Kylie? <laughs> <laughs> Both. Big fella gets num of the week. <laughs> Both. Got it. Well done. Pay that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could go take that further and, you know, uh, ask which if if uh, Kylie won the toss, which end would she pick? But let's not go there. Neither of you. <laughs> so Put it this Froggy, way: if you've, um, if you've seen her current boyfriend, neither of you. Oh, now come on, Nikki. It's not just about looks, Nikki. For fuck's sake, it's oh, about no. what's inside. No, he can Nick. sing as well. He can You're sing so su- as well. Superficial. <laughs> we, all know, we all know what Nikki's after now. Gallivant is very nice. I tell you what, if uh, if Riley O'Brien can sing, look out. <laughs> no, <laughs> you stop it. So, Froggy, you've uh, been good enough to uh, call in and and join us. So, uh, we'll give you the floor, mate. What do you want to vent about? Um, I might go with an untouched topic this week and uh, go with VV. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we haven't really listening? covered that very much. I know. We need to talk about him some more. Give us your no, uh, look, thoughts, mate. Um, to me, oh, it's just just really sad. I think he, um, I, well, I don't know. I'm maybe not the best judge of footy, but he just he's just frustrating. Um, and I've always believed from from the start that he got games before he was really, you know, showing what he was made of. Maybe that's what we're calling for with other guys, but. Um, it's just sort of, yeah, I, yeah. I've ne- never been a fan, and I don't want to denigrate the guy. But um, yeah, to me, it's just just sad at the end that he's, he's still getting a game, and I know everyone seems to be able to see it, other than the coaches, unfortunately. I, I find it really strange uh, that consecutive coaches have continued to pick him, and it makes you wonder the influence that he has around the club, or the influence that other people have around the club that. Place his, you know, quote unquote, leadership value on such a high plane that, um, you know, they're willing to ignore the, the deficiencies in his game. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I've, um, I've listened, well, listened to 
Chris McDermott, and he's been a big, big supporter of him. But I think that's due to his um, his charity commitments, of which he obviously does a lot for. But um, yeah, he's just <laughs> just a frustrating one. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, but if I, you're I, endorsed I, by if you're endorsed by Chris McDermott, that generally means you're not good. Yeah, true. He's he's not on the same planet these days, is he, old Chris? I oh, think, he, um, he's got no idea. Yeah, I, I, I still stick to it that, that when Van Berlo was younger and he threw himself where Angel's feet to tread and he and he had that ability to you know, be reckless and win the football, yeah. um, he was he had something to offer us. But when he started having back injuries and he had some time out and he had to come back and he stopped playing that way, I don't think he's ever been uh, worth the salt since then, really. I, I um, <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, the guy should almost right, call it himself. I mean, if he um, if he has a look at his review tapes and um, referring to the big footy board, um, I had a, a brief conversation with Southern Takeover on one of the threads, who's obviously a bit of a VB fan, and that's fine. That's his prerogative, and we won't judge him accordingly. But I actually went through the replay and screenshotted three or four different times where VB physically squibbed the ball. Now, I've never actually seen him do that. The one thing that it, that VB has always done is attack the ball um, for all his other deficiencies. And yet, against the Kangaroos, uh, with their high-intensity game on the weekend, um, he circled the ball three or four times. And to me, that's the final straw. If you can't even attack the ball and get the ball, irrespective of what you're doing with it... Um, you, you don't belong on the team, really. Yeah, that is very unusual from what we've known from him. I, I think he's fried. I think he's cooked. How many years to go has he got left? Too many. Does he? I don't, I don't, con- know, con- what, I don't know what his contract status? is, actually. Come on, stats man. We need back no, today. I think it's only one or two. Oh dear! Look at this stage. I think I think he needs to. I, th- I think the club need to make a call. Um, we've got options across halfback. Um, we've got options who could roll through the midfield as well. And VB obviously isn't up to that anymore. And you know, great servant of the club, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I-, I think the club just need to make a call now and. Whether he becomes a, an SANFL captain uh, and takes on a leadership role there, or whether he just retires great, gracefully, he can't be playing AFL anymore. It's, yeah. it's, it's we, just we, not happening. If we want to pick players who are going to squib the contest and sort of circle the footy, we, we'll pick Henderson because at least he can kick it. Yeah. <laughs> at least he can <laughs> kick the ball. <laughs> I'll just pat my red wine then. <laughs> we could have had another technical glitch. <laughs> Well, if, if Phoenix actually turned the porn off, maybe we wouldn't have all the technical issues. You're the one that asked me to turn the porn on in the first place. Oh, this is not good with you two being in the same room. <laughs> no, probably not. Wait till Danos comes back to... Are you in Adelaide yet, Danos? Month. One month. Yeah, wait till we get Danos around as well. <laughs> and I will quite happily stay here on my own. Oh, come on, Nikki. So, Froggy, give us, give us another topic, mate. Van Berlo uh, wasn't your best effort, let's be honest. What about Hardigan, Froggy? Um, 
Yeah, oh, well, I've, I've stuck up for him a couple of times, um, especially against Wayne Foyle, but that's probably more to, to stir him up than um, <laughs> than actually <laughs> supporting fun. supporting Hardigan. But um, probably. Are you, well, are, are you saying you're trolling Wayne's world, Froggy? <laughs> no. Just no, remember, there's a mod in the room. It's it's perfectly okay with me. Play on. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I probably for him, or with him, it's more his physical attributes, I suppose, that that makes him appealing. Um, but I also think he gets a, a hard rap when, um, and I've, I've mentioned it before that that, that Talia, I'd say, probably almost turned it over more last year. Um, but he, <laughs> sorry, I have to interrupt. <laughs> If this was a video podcast, you would have seen Big Filler and I both look at each other and go, what the fuck, when you said physical action? I thought Nicky was making those sort of comments. <laughs> <laughs> but each to their own. No, no, no. <laughs> there's anything wrong oh, yeah, with thanks that. For, thanks for stereotyping me. You don't like good-looking men? It's a bonus. <laughs> Fair enough. Carry on, Froggy. Sorry, Matt. I'm lost. <laughs> I, 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 I must admit, I was going, Dennis. Going back to Van Berlo, the contract oh, thread. Was a reason. Really? Oh, you reason. Mate. The contract thread uh, um, updated by the mods, so it should be known by a big fella. Uh, you think so, his you? contract <laughs> ends at the end of this year. Well, Come on, big then. fella. Mate, you know how many threads I have to update? None. Oh, Probably. hang on, our meeting with the club. That's what you need yeah. to update. Yeah, did Hank... Uh, anyway, we'll get back to that another time. Um, uh, I, I must admit, <laughs> I, I, was, I was one who who was quite pleased to see Lever uh, be given the responsibilities I guess Hardigan would have had had he played last week. Um, still undecided, to be honest, how I felt about that. I thought I thought our defence was not well organised, and that might have been because we didn't have enough tools. Um, as I said before, I'm not a Cheney fan. He tries hard. Uh, and he puts in a good effort. I just don't know if he's big enough or good enough to make it at AFL level in a in a in a contending side. Get I, out. I, you know that's fine. You can tell me to get out, but I I think we need a better player than him <clears throat> if we're going to contend. Um, uh, and look, we need a better player than VB and McKay and a few others if we're going to contend too. But I think I think we've got them. We just need to get, get more games into them. But I, so I, I'd be quite happy to see Hardigan come back into the side this week. Um, They've got what Hoff, Dixon, Schultz. So I think I think there's matchups for him. Um, Phoenix is giving me really odd looks at the moment. <laughs> it's making me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I think I'm supposed to leave now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> the thing people forget about Hardigan is he's actually really quick. They just kind of see the size of him and they think, oh, he's got to be slow because no, we saw a People, people's problem with Hardigan is his brain fades, and yep. let, let's be honest, they don't occur all that much anymore. Um, and I think just just in terms of his physical attributes, uh, I think I mentioned on the board today sometime <coughs> to Peter maybe, um, and a shout out to Peter who's uh, convalescing after uh, a penis extension operation. Um, <laughs> good luck with that, Pete. Hope it all works well for you. Um, the, um, what? <laughs> Danos, stop him. Back stop away him, slowly, Danos. Back away slowly. Um, the pen, issue is... Penis J now? Correct. <laughs> I've already had to make it explicit, so, you know. Um, the thing is with Hardigan is he, he frees lever up. 
up. He'll have attacking, and I think Lever can really do some damage when he, he doesn't have a, 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 a negating assignment. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's probably just as much of a value of Hardigan being in the team as Hardigan's own, as Froggy likes to put it, physical attributes. Absolutely. I think uh, what, what do people think about um, uh, Talia's work these days? I, I've been quite outspoken a few times on the boards over the last few years about him needing to be able to leave his own man, kill a contest, play a bit, bit more unselfish as a defensive player and also to become more offensive. His numbers in terms of possessions seem to have gone up over the last, I guess, last half of last year, and I think he had 17 or 18 touches again on the weekend. Do people see but that his ro- roles be... changed a bit, or, or do you think they're just coming out of being at the contest? I reckon those possessions are all as a result of um, taking a mark from a kick-in uh, or clearing from defence. There's no reason, sorry, the reason that he's not seen in the same light as guys like Rance and Hurley is because he doesn't have that um, intercept and offensive side to his game that those guys do. But they those teams don't have like a Smith or a Laird or now we've got Seedsman that are running out from defence. So we've, we don't have to have Talia doing that. He's, he's there to provide an option. And I think one of the things he's changed is um, he's trying to mark a lot more, whereas before he just used to punch. So he's actually going for marks. It's because he's capable of taking the mark. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, the club's put up um, a little clip today because he plays his 100th game on Saturday. Yep. So well done, Tars. And it, they've got the rest of – they've got a couple of the guys talking about it and it's kind of funny with um, Lynch and a few others and they're just like – they just keep at how much he hates losing a contest. Any contest within the game, he takes it as a personal affront and he just goes after that player again to make sure he doesn't lose that contest next time. And that's primarily actually why we have him in the team. And he's an All-Australian. He's a rising star winner. Every other team would love to have him on their side. Do you think we need more from him, though, I guess is the question, Nikki. Do you think Do you think we need more? He's a, he, do you think we need him to get better at reading the play and killing someone else's contest and not just locking down his own man? Coming into his 100th game, you know, it's not like he's a fresh player anymore. I don't think every man needs to be able to to do that. It depends on what you've got around you and how your setup is. And I think our defence can actually work quite well. I think if it's his chance, then yes, he goes. But primarily he's there to stop that big power forward and that's his main role. See, I disagree, Nikki. If you have a look at um, the Ruse match last weekend, um, we employed um, double and sometimes uh, triple teaming on the deep forward, uh, which was usually Drew Petrie. Um, and Tiles relied very heavily on Lever in particular coming over the top and sometimes Cheney or even Van Berlo for that matter. Um, I think that Daniel probably wouldn't be happy with uh, the way he played on the weekend. Um, and I think one I don't think any of our defence would. Oh, no, I think that's unfair. I, I think our defence, by and large, uh, suffered from a lack of midfield intensity. But Daniel's one-on-one ability, I think, has, has dropped off just a fraction. Um, 
that's just my view anyway. Um, and I think that he's benefiting from the team defence uh, mindset that we've got at the moment. But against a power forward, um, I think he struggles, to be honest. So he goes to Dick, he goes to Dixon this weekend, yeah? Surely. You would think yeah, so. he always has. Yeah, oh, we'll be able to assess again on Sunday night, won't we? Because uh, yeah. if, if, if there's anyone who's a power forward, Charlie Dixon would be it if he's actually on the park. Yeah. Oh, I reckon Hardigan will come in and play on Dixon. Do you think, Danos? And no. Talia goes to nah. Schultz? Why? The reason why is because um, the last couple of years, every time there has been a big power forward and a slightly smaller power forward, uh, Hardigan has gone to the bigger one. Interesting. It'll be interesting to see how they match up. I reckon Gold Coast games, I don't think Dixon. that happened. So give, give Dixon is actually bigger on... than Lynch. And yeah, but I, I reckon Hardigan was on Lynch. Oh, I don't know if he was. He he always used to take the resting Ruckman. Well, Daniel said he's played on Dixon. He probably has. I'm sure he has. I mean that's a tough one, Dixon or Lynch, when when they're both at Gold Coast. That's a that's a that's a pretty yeah. tough call. They're both they're both massive power forwards. To be to be fair, and I, I'm yep. actually I'm actually expecting uh, Tommy Lynch will even flourish even more without Dixon there stealing some of his ball. To be honest, um, they probably didn't need both, which is why they were happy letting go on a trade. So um, yeah, I, I I haven't. Have you got any other examples, Don Oscar? I, I can't think of. Um, Good examples that you talk about. So, who did, who did he play on in, in Sydney, Franklin or um, Tippett? I, look, to be honest, I'd, I'm putting myself on the spot, and it's not a good time for me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Would you like to expand so, on that, I'm, Dan? I'm, I'm just going to call bullshit, and uh, we'll see how they go <laughs> on, on Sunday. Then you can call when back. You GWS. That's why they made me a mod. What was that, Froggy? Uh, when we played GWS on Easter or a year or so ago, um, they had two or three big big forwards. That, um, I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure Hardigan took the big. Um, Patton? Uh, Patton. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right, Yeah, because Tali would be on Cameron. <laughs> yeah. So, it'd be, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Hardigan doesn't play. Um, yeah. It and might just D- be that he... Dixon gets gets hold of Talia, who who then goes to Dixon because, um, unfortunately for Lever, he'd be uh, about hundred kilos undersized. Yeah, that, that's why I mentioned uh, on the boards today. I, having Hardigan in gives us a plan B, um, and I don't think we had a plan B against the Roos. And I think if nothing else, it allows us an opt out if Westhoff gets off the chain or Schultz get off, gets off the chain. Um, it allows us to mix and match. And if we don't have that option, I think we. We're pretty much stuffed, to be honest. If yeah. they get good supply, and I think I think one thing we know about Cheney, no matter how much people love him, is he's not a key position defender. And and to be quite frank, no. um, North Melbourne played they played three guys who who could play key position or, or rotate through key positions. So I think I think that he got a bit exposed on the weekend. I was well, genuinely Brown, shocked. I was Brown genuinely shocked that Hardigan didn't play. Because Brown, Petrie and Waite were always going to play and they're always going to be too big for a Cheney type. 
Hardigan yeah. didn't play well though in the half against um, Gold Coast. I don't think it matters though, Nikki. You know, there comes a time when it's matchup specific, and you know, I could see the reasoning uh, why we didn't go with Hardigan. I could see, I could understand what they were trying to achieve, but it didn't I really couldn't. manifest on the ground. And yet, we nearly won the game. I couldn't see the reason at all. I thought they were always going to be the ones who took it away from us. And in my opinion, it was them. Uh, it was I mean, it was hard to tell and from Petri the TV. And Petrie kicked a couple in the last quarter too. Yeah. It was and hard Brown to tell off the TV. And Brown a couple of marks the forward 50 that we just couldn't stop. It was hard to tell now. off the TV whether the big guys were actually rotated for the North Melbourne. Um, I didn't see too many times when Brown... Um, Petri and uh, Waite were on the ground at the same time. But there were key moments when they were, and that's when I felt we were we were lacking. They took, they took 16 marks between the three of them. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's not often that we've been outmarked that heavily by, by key forwards over the last... Thank you to Talia mostly over the last five years. <coughs> anyway, yeah, it's gonna we be could probably crap on for hours. <laughs> we could keep probably... arguing about this round in circles. <laughs> I mean, I think the upshot is that it's going to be an, a very interesting week in, in selection. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether they stick to their guns and leave Hardo out. Uh, it'll also be interesting to see if they leave uh, VB in the team and also, to a lesser degree, DMAC, I think, after another vanilla performance. Um, you reckon Mick Lovin and VB Miller is, are uh, if... locks? They should be, but... I, I, think I, I agree be. with you. I agree with you. I'm just curious to see what people's thoughts were. I think, though, if VB is still in the team, Thursday night will be a must-listen just to hear Scorpos going off. Lose his shit, I reckon. <laughs> he will. Yeah, and to be honest with you, so will I. I there's no justification anymore. We've been through it. Um, so final tips, guys. Danos, what do you reckon? Uh, same as what I said before. Clean sweep of the weekend. Clean sweep. Uh, Nikki? I agree with Danos. Crows by 13. I don't care about the SNFL. Froggy, what do you reckon, <laughs> mate? Uh, Port by three goals in the AFL and Crows by about five in the SNFL. I don't like you. Right. Uh, thanks for joining us, Froggy, and uh, I've just put you on my block list. Um, but I happen, I happen to agree with you, mate. I reckon, I reckon we'll get done on the weekend. Um, I predict that selection will be stubborn and almost go in unchanged with maybe one change, but it won't be uh, Van Berlo. And yeah, I it'll probably we'll be do- Buddy McGovern. Yeah, or Miller. Uh, I reckon we'll get done by five, um, and the Sample will... I reckon we're pretty strong there, but I'm a bit like big fella who bloody cares. Froggy, thanks for joining us, mate. It's been good having you on briefly, even though we probably talked all over you uh, for the last 10 minutes. All good. No worries. Thanks, guys. On you, Froggy. And, Nikki, uh, money in the jar is all I can say. (laughs) I don't know when you're scheduled on next, but... uh, I'll find a spare five cents. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm a student. You're a student. <laughs> I thought you worked at the university. I didn't realise you were studying. 
Yeah, do both. You can't call yourself a student if you're earning money. Yeah, but it goes straight into my fees because I can't put it on hex. <laughs> oh, cry me a river. I have to pay up front. What are you studying? I'm doing a BAHA. Which you've got no idea what that is. A Baha. Yeah, Baha. I'm a Baha. Um, It's a Bachelor of Arts Enhanced Program for High Achievers. I'm a Smarty Pants. Okay. They do onion rings as well as fries. (laughs) Yeah, mostly distinctions and high distinctions. Very good. Uh, I'm just putting you on mute. And big fella, it's been nice to have you at my humble abode this evening. It's been a pleasure, uh, Phoenix. Thanks, Thanks mate. for the wine and uh, the rubs. Um, the, the Stop <laughs> oversharing. Stop it. All right. Uh, thanks to those who are listening to us tonight. It's been uh, a lot of fun. Uh, apologies for we the apologize. glitch. We apologise. We need someone to keep us straight, let's be honest. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the boards. Don't forget to uh, listen in to Scorpos and uh, his panel on Thursday night for the teams and preview. And uh, Sunday with me and whoever wants to rock up, you know, maybe Nikki, I don't know, um, <laughs> for the wash-up of the showdown. So until then, we'll catch you later. Can of Christ. Bye. Bye, kids. Yes, we are children.